Welcome to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. I'm Scott Law, and I'll assure you that this is not your typical Christian podcast, just spouting that old-time religion. We're exploring the intersection of our life and faith in a way that's fresh and new. We'll be unpacking deep theological concepts in a very fun and relatable way. Together, my father and I have traveled to over 125 countries, endeavoring to be the hands and feet of Christ. We've also faced incredible personal trials and tragedy, and we held on to the grace of God through it all. So the purpose of our podcast is to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear. Again, welcome to the Conversations Podcast. Sit down, turn it up, and enjoy. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Law, and I'm here with my dad, Terry Law. Dad, you want to say hello? Hi, everybody. <laughs> We've got a good program today. We do. We're here with the Conversations Podcast, and uh, we want to talk about hope today again. Dad, what's on your heart right now? Well, I wanted to talk about uh, Peter. We started this last week, and I talked about Andrew bringing Peter to Jesus, and uh, Jesus looked at him. The Bible says Jesus looked at Peter. Strange text. Didn't say anything. Just looked at him. Then he said, your name is Simon, son of John. You shall be called Peter the Rock. He changed Peter's name, and that is profound. God looks at you and me. He sees our failures. He sees all the things we've done wrong, and yet in the same look, he sees something in terms of potential, things that you can do and I can do for God that nobody else can see. But Jesus can see, and he takes the time to talk to us directly and say, I want to see this happen in your life. That's good. You know, all of the stuff that has been going on lately in the news, all the junk, coronavirus, COVID-19, people try to make light of it. There's no toilet paper, but this virus has nothing to do with toilet paper. There's no <laughs> eggs, there's no eggs, there's no bread. You know, it's, uh, it's a bit of mania out there. And um, again, we talked about in the past couple of episodes about despair. Despair is the lack of hope. It's a walking away from God, believing that God can intervene in a situation. Exactly. If there were, were any people in the world that should have a word for the world today, and it's the church, it's Christians. And yet uh, we look at them and by and large... We don't have anything to say, and in the process, we are reminded of Scripture when Peter met with Jesus directly. The Bible says Jesus looked at him, didn't say anything, just looked at him. And he said, you are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas or the Rock. That was a name change. That had to blow Peter's mind. Mm. How could he call him? me something like that when there's no evidence of it. He's watched my mistakes. I'm a fisherman. I've blown this. I've blown that, etc., etc. And yet Jesus looks at him and says, you are Simon, but you shall be called Peter the Rock. And I believe that's the word of God to our generation right now. Here in the midst of coronavirus and everything else that is going on in the country, God looks at you and me and says, there's a voice of hope here. 
I would like to change the dialogue. I would like to make hope the subject that everyone talks about. You are Simon, but you shall be called Peter the Rock. And so that is a word from God coming to your heart and mine. And we are called to say to our generation, to say to our nation, that God is good. God is in control. There is hope in the Lord. And when we say that, not only does our own heart respond to it, but the hearts of people who are lonely and hopeless and despair with their current situation, they're crying out for a word like that. And that's what we're facing in America today. Our financial situations have been uh, decreased incredibly by the stock market. But God says, I'm not done with you yet. I've got a plan for you. And that's where hope gives us the sense of taking hold. And we have to choose. Let's talk about, let's talk about the definition of hope. Dad, you came up with your own definition of hope. Give it to us again. Hope is a confidence, expectation of the goodness of God. A confident expectation of the goodness of God. Something good is going to happen to you. That's what Oral Roberts used to say on his television program. And as I listened to that time after time, I began to realize that that is God's message to the nation. Something good is going to happen to you. We have got to believe that something good from God is coming to us now. In the financial horrors that we're looking at, in the problems we have with disease, the coronavirus, all the rest of it, where do we find hope? The only hope we find is in God's Word. And it comes out of the mouth of Jesus himself. And that's why it's so important. That's good, Dad. You know, I think of... uh the Apostle Paul, St. Paul, in his letter to Ephesians, he said, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. You know, you may have gotten a bad diagnosis from the doctor. You may have lost your job. I've had a number of friends this week that uh, I've seen on social media. They lost their job. They are really, they don't know how they're going to pay their, their rent. These are people you grew up with? Yeah. You know, the people more. I know. Yeah. Yeah. They've posted and shared and it was no fault of their own. It was an a, a unseen force, this, this virus that has spread and, and, and has caused a retraction in the economy and businesses being able to conduct, and, you know, their normal activities day to day because of actions from the government to keep people safe. This whole virus that we can't see has affected us in every area of our life. Mm. But it, what it hasn't affected, what it doesn't need to affect, is the area of our spiritual life and Absolutely. what we choose to Absolutely. believe. And we can choose to believe in hope. We can choose to believe in the Lord. And that's what God is saying to the nation right now. In large letters, H-O-P-E, <laughs> hope. That's where it's at. Uh, you can go down with despair. You can go down with pain, with sickness, with financial calamity. You can go down with many d different things. But God is calling you to hope. And the fact that there is hope in God and God has not given up on us at all. That's right. You know, hope 
is not fanciful thinking. I know that some people, they, they may scoff at this idea of hope right now. The Great Depression happened in 2007, 2008, the, the mortgage loan crisis and, and all that's happened. And now we have this, this, this pandemic that's spreading. People can mock at the idea of hope, and hope is much more than a word. Mm. Hope is a mentality. It's an action. Mm. You know, it's not, it's not denying the reality of what is, but it's seeing what isn't. Exactly. What God actually has planned for all of us. It's, um, not, it's not looking at, again, at that, di- at that cancer diagnosis that I have. It's not looking at the marital struggles that you're struggling with. It's not looking at, um, again, your, your, your loved one has been diagnosed with corona. It's not, looking at, it's not denying that. No. It's acknowledging that's happened, but that God is bigger than that bigger than that and uh it's jesus saying to peter you are simon the son of john but you shall be called peter the rock the grace of god is proceeding to you and me but we have to choose and the most important thing about hope is the fact that you have the power of choice you and i can choose to believe god to turn our back on the dilemma of uh, pain and separation and everything that that happens with uh, uh, the diagnosis that's given to us. But in the process, we have chosen to hope. We will not despair. I, I love those words of David. I would have despaired unless I had believed the goodness of the Lord. And that's in Psalm, I believe... 27.13. 27.13. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. And our message to those listening to us today is, hey, God is here. He's in control. He is not going to give us up, but he is asking us to hope. And that is God's word for you today from what we're here to say, and that is that you can hope in the Lord, and that hope is going to change your life. Hope is a choice. Love is a choice. Faith is a choice, right? Mm. It's, a, it's an action upon ourselves, from ourselves, that we choose these things. And the best def- definition of hope is a confident expectation of the goodness of God. Think about that for a moment. A confident expectation of the goodness of God. The goodness of God is coming to me. It's coming to you. It's a part of the gospel. It's a part of what Paul preached and Peter preached and all those in the early church. The goodness of God is coming to you to bring goodness, to bring an answer to prayer, to bring miracles that none of us can see at this time. But that is the opportunity that God is giving us right now. Peter says in First Peter, in his letter, and he says, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope on the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus, the cross, is a hopeful thing. Absolutely. It's a horribly tragic event that happened to our Savior, but it was his choice. And in that choice, it brought us not only the hope of salvation. It brought us the hope of healing. It brought us, brought us hope in everyday life. Absolutely. You know, most Christians have no idea how much hope we have in this faith that we have in Jesus Christ. Mm. 
we're taught that when we give our life to Jesus Christ, we have hope. Absolutely. And you know that you're going to die, but when you die, you know you're going to go to heaven. You have hope. Absolutely. And I'd like to add what the word hope means. Hope is indispensable for generating enthusiasm. If you need enthusiasm, it's there in hope. Creativity, enlightened decision-making, and effective action, more than oil, ethanol, hydrogen, and nuclear power, hope is the nation's most important, most precious source of energy. But hope cannot be managed by bureaucrats or decreed by presidents. Only the God of hope can give hope. And yet we will not force it. You and I must choose to receive it. And that's the choice of this message today. It's very important that you make up your mind to choose hope, to choose the goodness of God, to choose the, the things that God is preparing for you that are over and above what you could ever have imagined. It's good, and it's coming to you right now. You know, I remember I bring up my, my struggle with cancer and chemo often because it was a really defining moment for me in my life, in my marriage. You had recommended a book to me by Dr. Jerome Grippen mm -hmm. called The Anatomy of Hope. That's right. And he was a physician, and, and, and I wanted to share some just some points from him sure. that you had talked about in, in your book called The Hope Habit. Grupman talks about, he says that within our brains are chemicals called endorphins and enkephalins, a natural form of morphine. And belief and expectation, cardinal components of hope, can block pain by releasing these chemicals, these endorphins. Absolutely. And, and, and conversely, uh, a sense of hopelessness causes the body to release fewer pain-deadening neurochemicals, and it creates a cycle that continues to increase pain and okay. decrease hope. And, and, the, and the first spark of hope can break that cycle and set off a chain reaction of shrinking pain and expanding hope in our hearts and, and that, in our life. And that choice to hope is ours. It is, and it it's affects there. us physiologically. Right now, yep. right now it affects us. It cannot destroy us, it cannot pull us down, it only magnifies the fact that God is over and above everything that else that's going on. And by our hope, we rise above it and we move into the area of blessing where God is good. I remember you told me as a, when I was in high school, you had met Dr. Winslow, who was uh, a, a physician at the City of Faith when it was still operating. And you told me, and this statistic may, may have changed, but the majority of sickness that people experience is psychosomatic. Yes. In other words, over probably 60% over. You think about it, you dream about it, you despair and get despondent about something, and it manifests in your life out of nothing but a thought. Exactly. So the fact that you can bring despair on your life by the thoughts in your head Conversely, you can bring hope in your life by acting on those good thoughts and, and bring about health and wellness in your body. It's beautiful to watch the way Jesus used the whole idea of hope. Mm. When he came to Zacchaeus, he said after he'd spent the day with him, today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. And Jesus was declaring blessing on Zacchaeus. He had stolen money, yes. He was a, a bad dude, yes. 
But in the whole process, God was going to use him. And again, with the woman taken in adultery, when they brought her to Jesus in uh, John chapter, I believe it's chapter 8, and they threw her in the dust in front of Jesus and said, we caught her in the act of committing adultery. And Jesus said, let him who has not sinned cast the first stone against her. Dead silence settled over the area. No one picked up a stone. No one had a word to say because Jesus had spoken to them directly. And I'm saying to you as you listen to us, that admonition from Jesus to the woman is is yours. It's powerful. Neither do I condemn thee. Oh, I love that. Neither Mm. do I condemn thee. Mm. Go and sin no more. I've done a lot of things that God, I would think, would condemn. But he doesn't condemn me. He lifts me up. And the word of grace, the word of hope from the mouth of Jesus is to those who want to cast stones. And God says, you throw the first stone at her. No one wanted to do it. Mm. I love when uh, when Jesus was dying on the cross and the uh, dying thief was dying on his right hand. And he says to Jesus, remember me when thou comest into thy throne. And that day Jesus remembered the dying thief in paradise. In paradise. It was done there and then. I love the fact that God covers all ideas. And the thing I want you to see today is that in choosing his disciples, Jesus demonstrated the power of hope. He knew that hope had to rule in their lives. Fishermen, tax collectors, publicans, and sinners. But Jesus had three years to choose his successors, and they must reach the world. And he chose the right men. The 12 men that he chose were chosen by God. And this beautiful illustration out of John chapter 1 is that Andrew met Jesus, and he comes to Peter and says, I want to show you the Messiah. And Peter comes to Jesus, and Jesus looks at him and says very clearly, you are Simon, the son of John, but you shall be called Peter, a rock. And that turned out in Peter's life. I mean, he blew it time and time again when he was fishing. In in, uh, Luke chapter 5, and Jesus said, I want your boat. I want to talk to the people. Peter let him have the boat. He went out. He talked to the people for a while. And then he said to Peter, come on, let's go out into the deep and catch a catch, a huge catch of fish. And that is exactly what happened. Peter was so overcome at the miraculous quality in Jesus' life that he says, Lord, depart from me. I'm a sinner. I don't deserve this. But Jesus did it for him anyway. Why? Because he was trying to open up hope in Peter's life for what was going ahead. And as you watch and read through the life of Peter, time and time again, he blew it. He, was, he made mistakes. But Jesus never forgot what he had pronounced over Peter's life. And one thing that I love beautifully in the book of Luke is that when Jesus is on trial before Herod and the soldiers are there, everybody's there, 
And the Bible says, in the middle of it all, Jesus turned and he looked at Peter. Wow. I remember the moment I read that verse and the Holy Spirit said in, inside of me, how did Jesus first look at Peter when they met back in John chapter 1? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jesus looked at Peter and he said, you are Simon, son of John, but you shall be Peter the rock. And when he looks at him after being denied and forsaken by Peter, Jesus looks at him, and there's the same look. Jesus saying, Peter, I know you've blown it. I know you've disappointed me, but I'll tell you what. I told you you'll be a rock, and I haven't changed my mind. Mm. That prophecy on my part is going to take place in your life and you're going to be a rock. What a a staggering challenge he gave to Peter in the middle of all that. And ultimately, Peter rose up to be exactly who Jesus said he would be. He became the leader in the early church, and God blessed the church and blessed Peter. And it all came because of the hope that Jesus spoke into Peter's heart. That's good stuff, Dad. Again, wrapping it all back up to where people are right now. You're struggling. Again, diagnosis, marital failure, financial difficulty. Again, lots of friends that are losing their job or have lost their job or may lose their job that I've seen on social media. We're not denying that reality. That reality is there. Not ignoring the fact that you have that diagnosis. But it's a choice how you choose to respond or react to that situation. Just like, you know, pregnancy is, a, is, is to, it's an action. It's, a, it's an action between a man and a woman to create pregnancy. And our hope for you is that you become pregnant with hope. Mm. That you have that action of, of hope within your very being, within your soul. And you give birth to that hope in trying situation that you choose to bring forth that young hope in your life to face the trials that you have because you're not defined by them. You're refined by them and hope can bring you up in and through this challenging situation that you're facing, whatever it may be, because our God is a God of hope. It's a wonderful moment and we're talking to the nation. America, listen, God is speaking hope to you. God is speaking an answer to you in the financial struggle, in the physical struggle with disease. His word to us today is hope in me. And we will do that in Jesus' name. Parting shot here from from John and 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That's our prayer for you today. That you Mm. experience and walk in that hope knowing that God's going to bring you health and prosperity in your life no matter what you're facing. Amen. Jesus name. It's been a good day. It's been a great day. Thanks for listening to us. We'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening today to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Terry Law Speaks. Go to terrylawspeaks.com if you'd like to book Terry to speak at your church or special event. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and many of the other major podcast platforms. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time as we continue to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear.